Yes, people, it's episode 266 of Griff's Bay That's me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? Are you well? Um, it is early, early in the morning. It's Monday morning. I'm recording this pod. Uh, before I go to the office, I'm not going to the office. I mean, I'm going to the office in my house, but <laughs> before I start working for the man, man, what's the work for the man, dude? You know, it's conspiracy theorist, man. Remember, that's what it used to be. The man and staying woke that's what it used to mean like staying woke was not getting done by the man by by the system you know you kind of when I used to hear woke I used to think of either a black guy with you know kind of I guess what you would call a hotep now you know but the dashiki on and the ank and just talking about stuff that you just like I don't even know what that is but but they were staying woke. That's what woke meant. Like, you just knew the patterns of play that was going on in the world. That's what staying woke meant. And then, you see a bloody BuzzFeed article, Cosmopolitan article, saying 10 ways that you can be woke in the office. And it's like, ah, it's ruined. They've got it now. <laughs> and then it became just a completely different thing. But yeah. Um, I say start the pod with. That's not really a rant. Yeah, it's, it's every time someone expresses an opinion, it's called a rant now. See? Oh, yeah, back in my day. Back in... <laughs> anyway, man, how, how's your week been? What have you been up to? What's How's my week been? Um, I can't remember what day I recorded the pod last time, but um, in the week. I didn't gig in the week, did I? No. didn't gig in the week. Uh, but Friday, I was at Angel Comedy Club. It was fun. And then on Saturday, I was at Top Secret with the Band Bash guys. And then um, the Saturday evening, I was at One Minute Smoke, uh, which is like a comedy competition. It's, it's an absolute shit show but it's a fun hilarious shit show <laughs> it's a crazy crazy um comedy event where people come on do one minute of material one minute yep you heard me and then we judge them on their one minute of material and, th- and that's the show and you roast each other and it's one of those ones that it's like some people are built for that kind of thing. They, they just love the banter and the battle. And other people are just like, I just want to tell my jokes, man. And um, ironically, I'm, I'm actually the latter of people. Even though I wasn't in the competition, I was one of the judges. Uh, I'm someone who's just, I just want to tell the jokes. Uh, so to prepare myself for the gig, I started drinking at about four o'clock. <laughs> Uh, met with my friends and so we, we was drinking and then we headed to the gig together and then they at where the gig is at Old Tiger's Head they have these delicious rum punches um, the type of delicious drink that's so delicious you forget that it's alcoholic so you drink it because it's delicious forgetting that there's other delicious drinks that won't alter your alter your your mind <laughs> you know what I mean a milkshake delicious don't get drunk with a milkshake you might get a stomachache but 
and get drunk for a milkshake. And um, but yeah, no fun. I, I, where I was apprehensive of doing this kind of judging thing, I feel like I got into the swing of it pretty soon. Um, yeah, it was fun though. It was a fun show. And um, and personally, won it. I, I it, he shouldn't have been in the competition anyway. He's like for newer acts. And um, but he just fancied it. He was like, yeah, I fancy doing it. So yeah, shout out Luke Chilton, flipping madman. <laughs> He's absolutely mad. If you are going to watch comedy anywhere and you see this guy's name on the lineup, be prepared. Be prepared to see something utterly hilarious because he is really funny. Anyway, so that's what I've been doing in my life. Um, yeah, in comedy. And then yeah, nothing outside of comedy and personal life's going on that's any notes that's cool which is nice because you know sometimes you just don't want the excitement you actually just want a little bit of, of you know mundanality is that a word mundanality mundaneness mundanality i like mundanality it, i'm gonna have to google whether mundanality is a word that's I'm, I'm doing it now i'm doing it right now i'm on the work computer that's nothing i've got a bloody laptop coming that's right i'm having i'm purchasing my second laptop in my life first laptop I bought was in 2006 <laughs> the laptop I took to uni uh, and then that laptop I remember the life the timeline of that laptop in, in 2010 in my final year um, while living with my then girlfriend um, I remember finding my laptop on the floor upside down while she was in bed and I was like oh god my laptop's on the floor and her response was you shouldn't have left it on the bed and so at that point I was like this relationship can't be salvaged and um and I remember typing on my laptop and the, the keys were all crunchy and sticky and I was like have you poured something on my laptop I was thinking she's tried to go through my laptop has got mad that she can't and has just destroyed my laptop but the key, but the laptop still works as the keyboard did it um, I was still very suspicious, suspicious of why it was crunchy I think if to give her the full benefit of that what happened was she'd accidentally spilt something on the laptop saw that it was broken I thought aha if I pretend that it's falling off the bed, I can blame him for it breaking and he won't know that I've spilled something on the laptop. <laughs> That's it. But the keyboard didn't work, but the laptop still did. So I had to have like a... Uh, this poor Bluetooth was really popping. So I had like a USB keyboard attached to my laptop. And then because of that, I was like, well, I must get a USB mouse. So there's all these peripherals just hanging off this laptop, and um, yeah, then I think, oh, then I started working, and I got a laptop from work, and then that was that was the cycle of me not getting laptops uh, for myself, and now I've got to 20, 22, 16 years after uh, buying my first laptop, I've gone, I, I need a laptop for myself. 
because it's one thing using your work laptop to you know change something to a PDF or you know download something from one of your personal emails so you can just you know send it somewhere else so it's easier to read on a big screen but then it gets to worse like I've just got too much personal stuff on this computer nothing sackable not one of those weirdos you know those ones where people just literally just got gigabytes of porn on their work computer it's like I don't know why I was sacked and I'm sorry it's like it like I guess it's the first image once you save one image or one video on your work laptop is done so you, you might as well just commit and just I use my own gigabytes <laughs> but yeah uh, so I get my own laptop and uh, yeah I think it's about time I think it's about time right what I said I was gonna, um, Mondanality, mondanality was the word. Now, litty. Mon. No, mundanity. Mundanity. Okay. Mondanality was a better sounding word, though, right? I think so. Mundanality is a better sounding word. Mundanity. Anyway, what has been going on in the world? Um. Russia and Ukraine that's still um, happening and um, and it's I can't remember what I said last week because <laughs> uh, that's that's that is like, I'm not I'm, I'm an educated guy that doesn't mean I'm educated on every topic okay so if you listen to this pod I'm going hey I'm listening to Darren this is Darren's view, that's now my view, then shame on you. But um, I will say that uh, it's still crazy. I'll still say that, uh, I guess the metaphor I gave earlier in the week when I was talking about it is it's this, it's that Putin is, is, is justified in being upset by his actions don't equate you know aren't justifiable you know it's like if someone if your cousin was just poking you in your rib in the back of the car just poking you poking you poking you poking you and then you slap your cousin it's your, your family's gonna be like oh you shouldn't have slapped her but then you can go but he was poking me he was annoying me i told him to stop it's just like everyone kind of goes mm, okay you shouldn't hit your cousin but all right stop poking him Whereas what this is 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 your is your cousin's friend sat on one side, your cousin sat in the middle, and you sat on the other side. You're all three of you in the back. Your cousin's friends whispering to your cousin, "Just poke him," and actually, I'm going to poke him as well. Actually, I'll poke him. I'm going to poke him, and they're poking you. Your cousin's friends poking you, and then you just ball up your fist, and you just uppercut your cousin right in the chin not even a slap a full-on blood clartery uppercut into the chin teeth everywhere your auntie your uncle your mother dad they are slamming their foot on the brake and be like what the hell happened and your cousin's there at the floor just holding their head trying to keep their head onto their neck you're there fuming tears running down your face he's that angry and your cousin's friend is just looking out the window going i, I don't know what happened <laughs> that's what's happening that's what's happening you should have upcutted your cousin but they have been poking you for a bit and now 
we just don't know where we're going to go. How is this going to end? How is this all going to end? Um, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to end. I want it to end soon. Or just stay contained. That, oh, that's, it's, it's selfish, right? Proper selfish. But it's, let's be real. That's, that's our view on war. If it can stay contained and stay away from where I live, then I can cope. I can cope with the sadness in the world. But if that starts shifting, it starts shifting west. <laughs> I mean, like you, all the, all the Western leaders, you you keep all your threats rhetorical. You keep it all. If this happens and if that happens, then we may have no other option but this. That's that's all I want to hear. I, I, I don't want it here. We're doing this. Mm-mm, no, no. If this happens and this might happen, then yeah, that's all I'm talking about. All right. Um, because I'm not built for war. I said my my view of war, uh, my view of wartime moments is uh, it's very warped. Like I I, I, just, I dawned on me the other day. I thought if a war fully broke out, my brain goes, well, I'll just work from home then. <laughs> I'll still watch TV and Netflix and all that. Oh uh, yeah, like that's all because that is my experience of war. My conceptualization of war is. Wars happen, but not where I live. Therefore, oh, is there, is there another terror threat? Okay, then I'll have to probably consider not going into London. But I'm I'm gonna go in because I've got a gig. And th- that's my experience of war. Whereas if you're actually from somewhere, you, you've seen bombs go off. Military, like many of us here in this country, if you're born here, raised here, you've not even you're not seen a tank an actual an actual tank operational tank in action army people military people doing military shit we've, we've been to air bases and we've seen the red arrows and seen air shows and ooh, that's all fun and you've probably met military people in their you know in their uniform most of us in this country, we literally see the military once a year around flipping 11th of November, trying to sell poppies. That's it. My brain can't actually comprehend. I'm looking looking at my window now. I can see the dual carriageway from my window, and just the idea of that dual carriageway being empty, and just seeing, you know what I mean, fatigues, just green and black and and brown, just uniform tanks just rolling down the road. Imagine that. That's that's me thinking of British troops. That's scary enough. Imagine if it was bloody someone else's troops covered it. Listen to the radio. You have to go back to analog. And they're saying, "Yep, the whole of the county of Hertfordshire has been captured." <laughs> that's like, what? Yep, doesn't belong to the UK anymore enemy occupied territory just like Jesus <laughs> just getting just getting prayers and and, and well wishes <laughs> ah damn so yeah man it's crazy 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 
a friend asked me, he goes, um, Darren, do you know, he, he said, so he's a black guy, he's Ugandan. And he goes, it dawned me, Darren, that um, there's only two things stopping black people getting slapped back into slavery. And he said, the law and the goodwill of people that we live with. <laughs> He says that what happened in the Ukraine with the African and Caribbean students is he just showed him that when the law breaks down, if the goodwill's not there, click of a finger could all go on its head. Um, what was I saying? Just, just been to know me there. Um, yeah, two steps away. And um, as you see in the Ukraine, that when the law's gone, yeah, and the goodwill's not there. It's only because those eyes of the international media looking at it, they kind of went, ah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we let them out. And even then, they're still trying to shove guns in people's hands. So imagine if that breaks down here. Because you know the undercurrent of racism here, so it's only, again, it's only the law. The law that's stopping that. You've got to hope. You would hope that you know there's enough goodwill <laughs> but then someone posted online as well that if it did break out the good like flip of what's going on in ukraine and put it on the uk and basically said all right how would that people get out of this country um you know and i said i'll train to france or or boat to ireland and then head to jamaica from there i guess and Jamaica's only a small island. They don't even have the infrastructure to have a bloody British refugee crisis. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and Ireland would probably be like, we're not letting you guys in. Brits anyway. Well, English. Because, um, again, my friend's Ugandan. He's, he's been to Ireland a few times. And uh, it's even that kind of thing. They They... It's the irony that they don't see, as it Simon Zebo, who plays for Ireland, who's half, he's born in Dublin, I think his mum's Irish, dad's Zimbabwe, and they don't see him as Irish. But then, if you're blacky from the UK, they wouldn't give you the blight of saying you're not English. <laughs> so, Irish people don't like English people anyway. Then, being like, black or asian that's another thing because i think here in the uk we got like a misconception that you know irish people to call white guys that's because in the uk where we grew up in poor areas the poor white people were irish and so you grew up together so the irish people in the uk people irish in the uk yeah they've all got close ties got no irish no blacks no dogs all of that stuff that's all cool in the uk you got that joint and kind of crossover of history but uh, not in Ireland. <laughs> not the same. Not the same. So, um, so yeah, man. It'd be interesting. But, yeah, so hopefully don't get to that stage where I have to have that kind of existential crisis. And we just, um, just nip it in the bud. Get the guys to the table. I don't know what the, what the end is. What, 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 do, what does Putin and Russia want? Do they want the two eastern parts of, of Ukraine? Um, because that would be what they'd want they want those parts and they want the Ukraine not to join the EU and not to join NATO and Ukraine would want 
to keep all of Ukraine. They probably might have to concede they're not going to get Crimea back. And they want to be able to join NATO or EU in some capacity. So it's, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. But on a humanitarian level, let's hope it all stops. Let's hope they just stop it. Pack it in. Nip it in the bud. And, um, you know, all just, just carry on. Carry on watching Netflix and things like that. <laughs> my, my life's too fragile and privileged for, uh, for any of this carnage. Alright. Okay, let's. Um, I've spoken for 20 minutes about stuff I don't really know about. Um, there's something else in the news that has got my attention. Um, no, nothing. It, it, it's just taken over everything that it has, hasn't it? Okay, ooh, what? House prices rocket. Number of first home buys double in 2020. Okay. Let's see. Let's see if it does rocket. I mean, I love when they say house prices rocket, and then you get excited as a homeowner, and it's like, I'm not selling my house, so I need somewhere to live. Um, <laughs> let's get Dear Deirdre going. Dear Deirdre. Dear Deirdre. Okay. You see, this one, those titles, that doesn't sound like any kind of dilemma. Just the answer's right there. Dear, 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 my husband has been sleeping with his ex. I feel broken by his betrayal. Okay, leave. They're sorted. Next one. No. Uh, dear, 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 my husband has been sleeping with his ex and I've seen her threatening texts to prove it. Uh, every time we have a tiff, he goes off in assault. Over the past six years that we have been together, he has had three flings that I know of. Jesus. Um, but the last time really took the biscuit because he strayed with his ex-wife who he has two sons with I'm 37 my partner's 34 and his ex is 38 we have a three-year-old girl and a five uh, month old boy together his sons with her are 11 and 7 we admit that we both made mistakes during our relationship but his latest slip up may be a step too far he had sex with her while I was heavily pregnant with our second child, Jesus. The problem is, I know that his ex, as the mother of his children, will be in his life forever. Aha. Uh-huh. True. But you can still end up... You don't, have to, you don't have to be with him. You can both be exes. But their relationship must remain platonic. It's just too hurtful otherwise. But then I saw an alert from her, which included my name, and read, Unless you want Carrie to know about everything, and I mean everything, you'll be having the boys this week. Jesus. He admitted that what he'd done and said it was a mistake. He promised to clean up his act and, and was, nah, you can't just say you're going to clean up your act. You're in the exact same situation. There's nothing in the situation has changed. Why would you change your behaviour? Um, I have since had our baby, our little boy, but things are not great between us. I found messages from another woman. He's been calling her gorgeous and I was so angry. We broke up. Uh, we broke up with him telling me he no longer loves me and never wanted to be with me after two kids nuts I do love him I want to try to sort things out you've got no self-esteem uh, but I feel as if he's thrown our family away and I am broken by this yeah you you've got some kind of trauma from your childhood that means you're just trying to hold on to this idea of a family that you just simply don't have with this guy because he's banging his ex and uh He's not even sorry about it. So, <clears throat> respect yourself. Respect yourself. Um, Jesus, these are all just cheap ones, isn't it? 
Again, it's another one. Just leave. Trust issues. I'm paranoid that my wife will cheat on me again after her, her affair with colleague. Dear, dear, Drew, my wife may leave me if I won't stop accusing her of cheating on me. Okay, yeah, we are both 40 and have two sons together. My wife had a fling with a colleague three years ago. And thank God the guy was somebody who has now emigrated. Yeah, so she didn't stop off like... <laughs> of good accord, just sheer distance. This guy's acting like planes don't exist. Especially if this guy has a really good job. He just flies your wife out. How, what are you going to do then? He literally moved to the other side of the world. I know that's not a threat for, to me now. For now. <laughs> but the problem is I can't get past it. I'm getting paranoid about her going out without me. And even when she goes to work, I'm worried that she'll cheat. I ring her several times throughout the day. Yeah, but this is done. She told me that by going on about it, it is making her less attracted to me. Facts. What if she leaves? What have I done? Yeah, mate, you've um, you got to ask her what do you actually need for you to stop being like this? And if there's nothing she can do, then end it. If there's something that she can do and she's willing to do it, then maybe she does that. But um, my man being in Australia or New Zealand or wherever he is, Singapore, I said these flights, these flights. Imagine, imagine if like you're both not vaccinated. So you can't go to Australia. But she secretly gets vaccinated. And then she flies out. And then you're not allowed to even leave the country. You have to wait six months. <laughs> uh, uh, wow, this is interesting. This is very interesting. Mm. Porn abuse. I'm a lesbian and my girlfriend shoved me after catching me watch, watching straight porn. Dear, dear G, my girlfriend was so angry when she discovered I'd been watching heterosexual porn that she shoved me around and poured paint over my face. Oh my God. What kind of paint? I'm 34-year-old female. My girlfriend is 36. I used to date men in my 20s, but stopped when I realised that even though I enjoyed their company, I didn't particularly enjoy sex with them. Um, Even with that being the case, I prefer to watch heterosexual porn rather than gay porn. But I didn't tell my partner because I didn't think it was a problem. Clearly I was wrong. And I blame myself for not being up for Now you sound abused. Clearly I was wrong. And I blame myself for not being upfront about it. But I didn't expect the abuse you did. Okay, fair enough. Okay. I should have read the full sentence. <laughs> I'm trying to move on from this. But I feel traumatised here. you got to leave. you got to leave. Someone pouring paint in your face. That's mad. Um... I can kind of, I can understand your partner's rage. It's kind of just the whole Russia thing I was talking about earlier. I can understand the rage, but the actions, no. Because I guess the equivalent would be if you're in a straight relationship and then you find out that your partner's watching gay porn. Um, it would, uh, not, I shouldn't say rage, not rage, but shock. You'd be like, oh. So the guy, most guys wouldn't be too fussed about their woman watching lesbian porn. But, I think a lot of women would be very concerned if they if the guys watching just straight hardcore and gay porn. Is I'm not into it. What? I'll start watching it because you've got what? <laughs> um. So yeah. That's mad. No, it's mad. Yeah. Because I don't. I well, maybe I should ask my friends when from do because it's the only time I've ever seen gay porn is through trickery 
through my friends sending me an image or a link to an article and me going oh what's this article clicking it and then it's just a dude having sex with a dude it's just like nah okay <laughs> so yeah so yeah I don't know I don't would be like yeah so I can't I can't equate it for a guy seeing a woman watching lesbian stuff it just has to be the other way around and um yeah I'm pretty sure most women would not be happy I think most women would be looking at it sideways if they saw the gay porn in the circumstance that I just gave like who sent that to you <laughs> uh, right um any more any more any more wow okay last one and I'm done dear Deirdre Builder says he'll tell my husband about our affair unless I pay him hush money. Jesus, you're being extorted. Dear Deirdre, I broke off my affair with our builder and he says he will tell my husband unless I pay hush money. I'm 39, my husband is 41. We have been married for 10 years. We have two children, aged 9 and 7. And my husband was has a demanding job in the city and since he was promoted two years ago, has, seems to spend all of his time at work. He leaves home before I wake up and comes back late. I don't remember the last time we kissed, let alone had sex. I think that's why I ended up having an affair. It was great to get some physical attention. We were having an extension built and the foreman, who would always come in for a coffee and chat, even if he was busy. I was flattered that someone was taking an interest in me. After months of flirting in my kitchen, I was in, I invited him to come with me when I was walking my dog. Then I started meeting on his off. No, then we started meeting on his, his days off. We really fancy each other and ended up sleeping together. In many ways, it was a perfect arrangement. My husband's at work and the kids are at school. See this? So where is you? Why is you not at work? Hmm? Because your husband was working, so you don't have to work. And to repay him, you smashed the builder. Probably building the extension that you demanded. He didn't. The husband didn't want the extension. He doesn't even see the house. You want the extension. Probably build the extension because he's like, I feel so bad. I've been working so late. I'll build the extension. And you're just like, I want to bang the guy building the extension. Um, as much as I enjoyed it, I couldn't shake off the guilt. So I ended the affair just three weeks after it started. But then my builder turned nasty. He gestured at our new Mercedes and Range Rover and said, You can afford it. So my price is 2000 to go away. Is, it too, is that it? No, I'm not even lying. Like two thousand, that that's not like in the sense of that can really be just built into the the, the invoice for the extension. <laughs> I mean, that should be the contingency in the budget. So to pay, yeah, pay it, pay it and go away. That's what you, that's what you need to do. I feel so betrayed as I thought this man re- actually cared about me. Nah, he's seven sex with a married woman. In desperation, I paid him the two grand from the joint bank account. But the blackmail hasn't stopped there. He's now making me pay him 200 a week. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess that's why you shouldn't, shouldn't negotiate with, uh, with kidnappers, right? It's caused me so much stress that my hair has started falling out. I can't risk my husband finding out about our affair. Because, yeah, because he would be in financial ruin. Because you, because he pays for everything, and you're the one who's cheated. So yeah, and then I think your husband seems like the type of cold businessman who's like you can stay in the house until the youngest one's 16 or 18, and then you piss off. He seems like that guy. He seems like yeah, 
You know what I mean? The guy's probably already having an affair. He's probably loving the fact that it's you who's caused a divorce. You probably paid the builder to chat you up. Hey, that's a Netflix thing right there, isn't it? All right, let me skip writing. Um, it's caused me so much stress that my hair is starting to fall out. I can't risk my husband finding out about our affair. It would probably break up our marriage and ruin the kids' lives. But sooner or later, he will notice his hard-earned money leaving our account. Help. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, um, what do you do? What do you do? It's plus, it's, you don't upset your builder anyway. Because, um, you know, you may just mash up your house. Just leave something in the wall that is going to decay. Just leave a rotten fish behind the, the radiator. <laughs> but yeah, you uh, you need to sort it out. Uh, and how do you sort it out? You, um, I was going to joke and say murder him, but that is literally why I got banned from from Facebook for three days for jokingly saying that someone should murder someone. Um, so I won't say that. Who should do? What, what do you do? That's the thing about blackmail, isn't it? You've, you've done something wrong in the first place. So you just got to lean into it. You've got to do Kevin Hart, just release a video. You just tell your husband, that's all you need to do. You just need to tell your husband. You don't need to tell everyone, don't need to tell the world. Just tell your husband, this is what's happened. And um, and your husband like, well, I'm not losing money as well. I mean, I'm not sure how your marriage is going to end up, but he'll be more pissed if he loses money. Just, just knowing, knowing your husband, I don't know him, but the fact that he works late, works hard for the money, it's the money that will hurt him the most. So, there you go. That's what it's gonna be. You just tell your husband, uh, and just just swallow it. Just swallow it. Look, he's probably having four or five affairs at work anyway. So just, it's all right. Don't feel bad. That's what you need to do. Go through your husband's phone, laptop, computer. Try and find out if he's having an affair. Build up that dossier, and then tell him. <laughs> all right, people. That's the end of the pot. I don't think we have anything to promote, no. I'll be in Enfield on Saturday and that's it. Alright people, end of the pod. Peace.